0: Family, welcome to another episode of Normal with Autism. We are welcoming you to the kitchen table to experience the joy in the journey. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. Hello. Hey. Hey, Sarah, did you know something? What? You're doing great. Oh, thank you. I'm glad one of us thinks so. Well, that's what your shirt told me when you walked in.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm wearing my super comfy shirt from SAS Masters Designs shout out Jen. get it get it Jen and it says you're doing great on it and I love it because it's really soft and cozy and it feels like a hug from my friend Jen Um who
0: we miss terribly
1: yeah Um we haven't seen yeah. Jen
0: in a while yeah she's we, busy well she just she well, not just but she had baby girls
1: yeah she had twins
0: Ooh, they're so cute. They're very too. cute. And I'm very sad that it's the pandemic because we can't go visit them and yeah. like loving them and snuggle them because they're just so cute.
1: Yeah. If you guys don't know who we're talking about, you can go back and listen to the episode Anxiously Social. Awkwardly
0: Social. Awkwardly Social. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's same. It's the same thing. Is that what it is? It's the same thing. Do we call yeah. it
1: that? I don't remember. It's something like that. Just you, go, just
0: scroll and look for it. You can look, you can look up Jen at SAS master designs. Yes. She's on the Insta and the Facebook and she does great work. Yeah. I think things are on hold for just a minute yeah. while she's processing stuff with having two babies at once. Yeah. And they would be on hold for me as well because I would need. Yeah. A long time to process.
1: I don't have two babies and I need a shirt to tell me that You're things are going to be great. okay. <laughs>
0: Do
1: you want to talk about your shirt? Yes.
0: Can we please? Yeah. Do you want to describe it to the audience um, listening at home?
1: So it features my life coach um, from Queer Eye, Jonathan. Jonathan Van Yeah. JVN. And it says Stun Queen.
0: And you have to Vogue yeah. when you say Stun Queen. Yeah. So It's so cute. And it's a crop. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a crop oh and I did that because I'm trying to love my belly yeah I love my belly so if my belly's out there can love on it some more
1: yeah have you been following do you follow Lizzo on Instagram I do yeah she's been doing that
0: she's been that's kind of where I got the idea I was like oh that's a really good idea you know what I think can I share something with you yeah please do when I was in high school, I wanted to be an actress. You did? Go figure. I
1: didn't know that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, do you do you see it? Is it, like, kind of not obvious?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you're into theater and stuff like that, so that makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah. Like, I wanted to be an actress terribly. Like, from freshman... Well, even before I got into high school, but from freshman through senior year, I did all the plays, because we did three plays a year. I was involved in them somehow. I was either on stage or behind the scenes, like I wanted to be an actress. And unfortunately my high school drama teacher made it a point in one of the rehearsals while we were learning dance moves to say like, if you want to act when you get out of high school and you need to lose weight, go lose weight.
1: Ugh. And that
0: was me. Like she wasn't speaking directly to me, but, but she was, but she was cause I was one of, I don't know, Maybe two or three girls Overweight at the time In the play Ew And then You know 25 years later Here comes people like Lizzo And Melissa other Melissa
1: McCarthy Melissa
0: McCarthy And other beautiful Thick girls Who are making things happen And Yeah And I have to kind of wonder If like 25 years ago If I would have had a Lizzo In my life Or Yeah A Melissa McCarthy
1: it's In my life It's almost like you're saying That representation matters What? huh
0: you're joking i'll be
1: diggity dog damned
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think we're gonna get into that some more later
1: uh yeah we are with
0: your with your news story
1: hope you guys are ready because i am
0: fired up sarah is ready to go okay if i haven't already kept the house will you please follow us on facebook and instagram because we love you
1: i deactivated my facebook again
0: again Mm -hmm. i can't keep up (laughs) I can't keep up with. Your I was back for decisions. like five days,
1: and then I deactivated again. But I did get TikTok.
0: I know. I, I ha- so here's why I had to put TikTok on my phone, because my father, we gave him an iPad for Christmas, uh-huh. because he is lonely uh-huh. being stuck in the house with just my mom, and he's very extroverted like me, and now he's on the iPad all the time, and like literally at one o'clock in the morning, he'll send me TikTok videos. <laughs> And I'm like, dad, I'm asleep at one <laughs> o'clock in the morning usually. And then he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I won't send it. So then he started sending them at five o'clock in the morning, thinking that like it was early in the morning, like I would be awake. Yeah. And that is not the truth either. <laughs> I am not awake at one and I am not awake at five. What
1: kind of videos he send you?
0: Oh my gosh. Um, he sent me a video of these two little kiddos hugging each other.
1: He's like, the world
0: needs a hug. And I'm like, you're right, dad. The world does need a hug.
1: Your dad's the best.
0: And then he sent me a video of a guy talking about Xeanon because the guy said, we just we're going to just make stuff up now that Trump was acquitted. And the reason we haven't heard from Trump is because he's in jail. Because if QAnon can say what they want to say, we're just going to say.
1: That's not the way either. I know that's <laughs> Z- not
0: See <the> Z- <laughs> you like that? <laughs> so these are some of the things he okay. he sends me at one a.m. and I, then like, five a.m.
1: I joined it, but I don't really know what's happening or how to work it. I follow four people. Um, one is a guy called Angry Reaction, and he like looks really mean but he's like he has like this really mean look on his face but he's like you're beautiful follow your dreams and i'm like okay i will and i follow a lady that um shares videos of herself sleepwalking <laughs> <laughs> they're hilarious all that one <laughs> does she make them that has to be made up i don't think so i don't think so <laughs> she's it's awesome it's like stepbrothers yeah. material yeah okay and then I follow a guy that interviews people about their past lives. What? And then I follow another lady who every Monday shares a serial killer's last meal. <laughs> and that covers all facets of my personality.
0: Okay. I don't know. I'm just taking them out all in.
1: It's called Last Meal Monday.
0: Last Meal Monday. Mm-hmm. That's not depressing at all. That is not depressing at all.
1: Have you never thought about what your last meal would be?
0: Um, I try not to think about it. Hmm. Like, do you, so do you mean like your last meal, like even if you don't know you're going to die or like your last meal, if you know you're going to die,
1: like if you're going to die and you had one meal left, what would it be?
0: Mm. Yeah. I don't know. What, what would it be for you?
1: I don't know. I've thought about it a lot. It's changed throughout the years.
0: I mean, I just ate, so it's kind of hard to think of, <laughs> of something to eat.
1: I think chips and salsa would be in there in some capacity
2: mm-hmm. blizzard.
0: in a blizzard. Craig, Craig is joining us yeah. for this episode.
1: Yeah. A Reese egg, even if it's December. Anyway, speaking of deaths, what are we talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get back? Well, let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about news stories. Okay. Does that work? We'll we'll help people figure out why they're here. You're listening to the podcast now because we're going to talk about some news stories.
1: Autism in the news.
0: Auta or disability in the news. Spoiler um,
1: alert: None of it's good. Well, I mean, yeah,
0: but it's not. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're so you're funny. When I I thought about that, the, what you said last time when we were recording. We were like, oh, we need to find some more uplifting stories. Mm-hmm. So I just, I was just like, hey, find a story. And I was like, hey, I'll find a story. And we both found some really upsetting stories. <laughs> we
1: really did. Turns out there's a lot of that
0: <laughs> going on right now. Yeah. So I don't also, know.
1: you may have noticed that you are hearing us um, earlier than you might have expected. And that's because we're trialing having the podcast come out weekly. I like how you said trialing. What does trialing that mean? Trialing. <laughs> because I know myself and I will be overwhelmed. hmm Do you feel overwhelmed now? No, I feel okay right now.
0: You're good now? Yeah. Like, I was really excited you were coming over to record.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Like, I felt like I had something to look forward to. Yeah,
1: me too, for an hour. Because you texted me at, like, 1130 and I was taking a nap. And I finally got it at 2. And you're like can you be here at three? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. haven't washed my hair for 11 days. Let me take care of that real quick. You have, you have podcast hair. I have podcast. I have a face for podcasting. Yes. You <laughs> Definitely do. the hair for podcasting. Definitely. Okay. All right. So
0: let's get into the news stories. My news story is about disability advocates are split over sub minimum wage law. Mm. So this story comes from Charleston, South Carolina, And a South Carolina legislator is pushing to end the use of a federal act that allows employers to pay people with disabilities less than minimum wage. So there was an act that was employed, I think, in the 1930s, um, and it's Section 14C certificates that are granted to different types of companies But this act that um, is in the, like, the federal wage law. So you have the federal wage law that's supposed to be, like, you get paid this minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of fighting about that right now in Congress, right, to make it a $15 an hour minimum wage, which I hope they...
1: Oh, can I just sidebar real quick? Yeah. I just listened to an incredible book called The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. And it's kind of about this... Uh-huh. it's during the dust bowl era of Ooh. texas uh-huh when um you know like all these farmers were losing all their crops from the drought and the dust bowl um so they were going to california like all these migrant workers went to california and then just like the prejudice and like it was horrible like the more i learn about american history <laughs> like actual american history the more i'm like oh, uh. we are not uplifting at all no no Um, but they would pay them like 70 cents for 200 pounds of cotton Mm -hmm. and then they'd be like oh Mm -hmm. the government said i can't plan as much so i'm gonna cut your pay more Mm -hmm. and just like because there was no minimum wage they could pay whatever they wanted and they had to take it right because they were starving right and it's very upsetting but it's a very good book i mean it's historical fiction so it's not like fact but but there are some facts in there oh yeah yeah
0: yeah well so i that made me think another sidebar and then we'll get back to the news story that made me think like it's february it's black history month right Mm -hmm. and i i know there i mean since we were growing up there have been people that have always said like why isn't there white history month right why do we need a black history month Blah, blah blah and it occurs to me that um i think for black history month not only should we be educating ourselves kind of like about issues and and previous events that we had no clue of, like I shared something about an uprising that happened in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It was almost like another Tulsa, mm-hmm. like in um, 1921, but this took place in 1889. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think there should be like a white history month, but it needs to be. Like we actually non-whitewashed. Like we actually need to learn what white supremacy did, Mm -hmm. how racism was used. Like we, we actually need to learn the truth in these things. So I'm fine. If you want to put that together, if somebody (laughs) wants to get on that, we can absolutely have it, but we need to spend that time looking at the real truth of all of these really awful ways Mm-hmm. you know, that we treated other human beings simply based on the, the color of their skin. And maybe it will help us learn about the simply awful ways that they're trying to suppress voter suppression mm-hmm. happening. Like right now there's like 160 some odd bills that
1: are trying to be passed Cute.
0: to make it so that voting is more difficult
1: Yeah, fun. for everybody. Yeah. And while we're learning about how awful, um, People of color and people that are different were treated. We can also learn about how horribly we treated disabled people. Yes. Mentally ill people. Yes. It is nauseating.
0: Yes, it is. Oh, man. We are we are hitting all of the joy today. Yeah. We are bringing it to the table.
1: <sighs> okay. But it's important. Like It is. We've heard a lot, like, why are you guys talking about this? It's because there's an intersection. It's because when one person... Or one group of people are disenfranchised, everyone's disenfranchised. Like there's just this (laughs) incredible group of people that are not given a fair shake and it's not fair and it's not, I don't, we can't talk about one without talking about the other.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, so speaking of, um, people, you know, not experiencing a fair shake, the, um, The way that 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 disabled folks are being paid now in Charleston, South Carolina, and I feel like this is probably happening all over the country. Oh, yeah. Is based on a legislation that was passed in 1938. And that legislation is basically saying, like, you can pay sub minimum wage to people who are disabled. And here's what they do. They have someone and this is what they do today. So we're, we have a disabled person who would go into like a, a place of work, whether it be something that is set up by the government, which is typically something that happens, or maybe it's like a private um, place of employment. And um, this just makes me think, side note, we should probably get somebody who employs adult disabled folks mm. on here to give us a like a little talk through and that kind of thing. Um, but basically what happens is that let's say that their job is to put a, I don't know, a, a small succulent plant into a pot for a greenhouse Aww. like that. I know, like, right, like a I little go there. OK, like a little baby succulent, like that's their job. And so what they do is they have an able body person next to the disabled person and they put them through this, like, go ahead and plant the succulent in the pot. Mm-hmm. And then based on how the disabled person works, uh, alongside the able body person, like comparing those two mm-hmm. is how much they decide to pay the disabled person.
1: Hmm.
0: How much sense does that make? Uh,
1: the answer is zero.
0: Okay. Thank you. That's what I thought. And this is all coming from this piece of legislation that happened in 1938. Like we're still doing these same things in 2021. So I, I don't, I don't know how that makes any sense. So there is a task force, um, that's began to put together a three year plan. They have to do three years. They have to take three years to phase out sub minimum wage. Um, And she said that, again, things, a lot of things have changed for the disabled community and for disabled folks since 1938, folks are working, going to school, and they're more independent. And she's absolutely right. Um, You know, to think about how anybody, either cognitively, physically, or both of those disabilities in, in one person would have been treated in 1938. Oh, yeah. Vastly different. From how we try to bring our disabled loved ones and, you know, and grant them inclusion and extend full humanity to them today. But I feel like as long as we continue to support something like this, we're still saying to them, like, you're not fully human. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not extending full humanity. Um, There is another side to the argument, but I I have a hard time understanding it. Mm -hmm. Um, the the disability board of Charleston the county executive director Evelyn Turner says the sub-minimum wage is not a bad thing she argues I wonder how
1: much money she makes mm,
0: she argues it is helping hundreds of people with disabilities develop skills and work towards minimum wage and above
1: that's the goal is to work towards minimum wage I guess Like, when are people going to learn that disabled people are capable of so much more than they're given credit for? I don't
0: know. It won't happen if we keep doing stuff like this. And this is the director of the disabilities board. So this is the person who's in charge of the disabilities board who, like, handles policy and policy implementation and, like, overseeing people. And
1: so the head of the disabilities board is ableist.
0: I mean, she says, we have a group of folks who aren't able to work competitively, and this is their work, and they enjoy coming to work. It gives them something meaningful to do. They are paid, but they are paid at a rate based on their production skills.
1: Capitalism ruins the party again. So, so we are, we are, uh, it's once again, assigning someone's worth to how much money they're able to make for other people. Right. Right. And that's gross.
0: Do you know, as a therapist, probably one of the top five negative thoughts that I work with, with my clients. All right. Top five. Because I I grew up as a cognitive behavioral therapist, meaning that your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviors are all connected. Mm -hmm. You work on one part of the triangle. It helps move forward the other parts of the triangle, that kind of thing. So I deal with people's coming in with their negative thoughts um, and what we call mistaken beliefs that lead to anxiety. One of the top five negative thoughts that I deal with, one of the top five negative mistaken beliefs that I deal with, is that my self-worth as a human being is tied to what I can produce. Mm -hmm. And then we have stuff like this. Yeah. So not only are we taking a mistaken belief that negatively impacts every able-bodied person that's ever walked in my door to get therapy, Mm -hmm. but then we're also putting that onto the disabled person.
1: And we're making policies based around that Mm -hmm. and justifying it. Mm -hmm.
0: That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it feels like she's saying in here, like, be grateful that you have this job. Mm -hmm. Be grateful that we've given you this work. Because you could have nothing.
1: Mm. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. And none of them are appropriate for podcasts.
0: <laughs> I don't know. She said that the sub minimum wage wage gives us the ability to give people who have profound and severe disabilities the experience to work. I don't understand how we link how we link that together. It it doesn't make sense to me.
1: I've always heard the argument of social security is set up in such a way that you can only make such amount of money or you'll lose your benefits. Mm-hmm. If you make over a certain amount, you lose your benefits. Mm-hmm. So actually, we're doing disabled people a favor by paying them less so they're able to keep their benefits. Yes, that is. Which one is of the, also
0: gross. That is also one of the loopholes. Yes. That is something I'm very familiar with because when we've talked to our financial person about how we're going to set up Finn's financial future, that is one of the things that we have to be cognizant of is he can only have so much money in his name before he would lose his benefits. Right. So do do you think, do you think like the people in charge, right? The people making policy, do you think they're sitting around and being like, wow, man, you know, being disabled, that's like, that's that racket you can make so much money at. Right. Like, is that the thought that's going through their brains? I don't know. Because that's, uh, that's what it feels like. It feels like it's, they're saying like, and, and this is the same thing when it comes to the Republican Party who typically has to do like you know, welfare to work reform and drug tests for welfare. And I know we don't call it welfare anymore. It's something else. I can't remember now. Um, but it, it almost feels like there's this notion of if you're disabled, you're winning at life because, you know, you're getting all this free government money. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Basically you're sitting on a couch collecting a check Mm -hmm. and that's just not the truth of it. Right and i've had friends say that to me oh yeah i've had friends say to me that
1: former friends i'm hoping
0: <laughs> i've had friends say to me that girl i
1: punched my in the face you are you, getting, you
0: are trying to give you trouble i've had friends say to me that um you are the akila to my john she is burning the bridges um and i'm
1: letting the flames <laughs> warm me
0: <laughs> i'm feeling fine <laughs> I wish you all could see Sarah's face right now. So, but yes, I've had a friend say to me, hey, look, there are more people who sit on home on their butts and collect free money from the government.
1: And they do know that most people that are on welfare work full time, right? And then they followed up with, but they're not like you. They're not Mm -hmm. like your family.
0: You deserve the help that Finney gets. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're the good disabled.
0: I'm the good disabled. We are the good disabled family mm. because we are white.
1: Mm.
0: And Finny is cute.
1: Yeah. And young. Yeah.
3: <clears throat> Can I throw something in here?
0: Please <laughs> <We> do. <still. laughs> Craig, join us. So
3: back to the the lady, the director of whatever. Can mm-hmm. remember what you said? I think the implied thing and... And this is something that neither one of you brought up. That's the only reason I'm saying it is what is the motivation for a company to hire a disabled person if they can't use this? And I think that's her implied meaning. Like companies have no reason to hire a disabled person at all. And if you say you have to pay them a minimum wage, why would they?
1: Yeah, I hear that argument a lot too. And my argument back would be <clears throat> if your business plan relies on taking advantage of disabled people, you need a better business plan.
3: I'm with you. I'm just saying that's I think that's her implied meaning behind Craig's what coming she's from saying.
1: a very
0: logical
3: like
1: I'm I from a very um feelings-based I know. <laughs> well, no, I mean that's that's the point, right? Yeah.
0: That's how this stuff all happens. Yeah. So could we imagine a a society in which that's not the case
1: Mm -hmm. no could we imagine it
0: could could we could we could we imagine it and then work towards that kind of ideal
1: I would like to say yes but I live in the
0: real world well we imagine we imagine everything else about this life I mean, all right, John Lennon. Okay, I am the realist no, in no, the no. situation. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying John Lennon. I'm saying like, somebody imagined three D printing a bionic arm, and now people three D print bionic arms. You know, somebody right. imagined building a dam, and and they built a dam. People imagine building things people imagine certain ways of life all the time and they do it and and society moves with it
1: but how many people are imagining better lives for disabled people for disenfranchised people Mm -hmm. not many i mean people are dreaming about it but there are people making it happen Mm -hmm. do i think that that's going to be easy Mm -hmm. or attainable no because money stands in the way everything comes down to money <sighs> everything
2: craig
0: is shaking his head in agreement he agrees with you
1: if it comes down to someone's humanity or money money will win 100 percent of the time in this culture and it sucks
0: <sighs> okay let's move on to your new story is that okay you sure. <laughs> <laughs> or did we cover Listen, enough? <laughs> end of
1: the line. The takeaway is disabled people deserve
0: a living wage. A
1: living wage. They are people too. They can be productive. They are worthy <clears throat> individuals. Yep. And they deserve to be treated as such. And we need to say that about every. That's
0: not just a message for disabled no. folks, that's a message for everybody. Like, yes. people deserve a living wage. Human beings deserve a living wage to live to be human. Mm-hmm. What is so hard about that concept? Life ain't cheap. All right, let's move on to your news story. What do you got for me?
1: My news story... Have you heard of a little movie coming out? I have. <laughs> called Music. Mm-hmm. That is directed written by something It has something to do with Sia it was her idea
0: it was her idea it's her new movie
1: yes Mm -hmm. it's Sia's new movie it stars um Kate Hudson who's gorgeous Mm -hmm. Leslie Odom Jr who I love and I wish he wasn't caught up in all this right and Maddie Ziegler I don't know who that is I don't
0: know who she is
1: um I think she was like a dance mom girl I've never seen any of that oh I think I'll look it up while you're talking about this. Okay. Um, so this movie is based on, um, so just the premise of the movie, Maddie plays an autistic girl, autistic person, mm-hmm. um, who is quote unquote severe autism. I would, I would guess mm-hmm. nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a, I watched the the trailer and it seemed like it was kind of a what's going on in her mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like dancing and singing and colorful and pretty. Um, here's the thing.. Mm-hmm. Maddie is not autistic, yes. The
0: actress Maddie, who plays music, the yes. character in music, is not autistic. And you're right, she was she was from dance moms. Okay. like I watched her on dance moms things when she was younger,
1: okay. Um, so Maddie is not, is not autistic. The actress that plays, um, the character and, um, this has been an issue for a while. Uh, the autistic community has been very outspoken about this. Yeah. This pretty story, much since it was announced that it was happening.
0: Yeah. It came out last year.
1: Um, so I'm going to find my article about it. Um, this is from an article from deadline Mm -hmm. is written by, um, Bruce Herring, and this is from November 20th, 2020. So this is how long this has been going on. Mm -hmm. Um, it says a war has broken out online between singer songwriter Sia and the autism community over her upcoming film music. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the controversy was sparked by the release of the trailer, which depicts a young woman with autism played by dancer, actress, Maddie cycler. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Mm-hmm. The material was deemed offensive and inaccurate by the Twitter mob, which is no <laughs> De- deteriorating into an assault match and calls for various organizations, not to watch <clears throat> the video or the film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Sia ended up tweeting That she is, quote, so confused by the negativity toward the movie that she wrote and directed. Earlier, she had a different attitude in announcing the trailer release. Quote, the news you've been waiting for, Sia tweeted on Thursday morning. She touted the work of Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., and her longtime collaborator Ziegler on the film. Ziegler's involvement was the spark, as audiences grew upset upon learning that she was portraying a special needs child. Okay, so this is kind of where things start getting um, rough. Okay. Um, an, act- an Irish actress named Brunei, Brunei Br- 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 I'm sure it's a beautiful name, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, said, can I ask you why you didn't cast a disabled actor for this part? Mm. It's pretty offensive the way you've chosen to portray this character. People with disabilities are not broken and don't need fixing. Amen. That, mm-hmm. was, that was my personal additive. Mm-hmm. Sia responded that she tried to, quote, lovingly represent the community. That set off Twitter, with many asking why a disabled actor could not have filled the role. Sia fought back, saying at one point, quote, Duh, I spent three effing years researching. I think that's why I'm so effing bummed. End
2: quote.
0: Hmm. <sighs> okay. Whoops.
1: Sia claimed she hired many, quote, special abilities kids, unquote, to work on the film, including a girl on the spectrum before casting Zeigler. Quote, she found it unpleasant and stressful. End quote. Sia said of the young girl on the spectrum. <laughs> uh, when one tweeter said that she had a number of other autistic actors... Would have been up for the role, CA replied, quote, maybe you're just a bad actor. End quote. Wow. Um So unfortunately. Oh, so ultimately CA defended her actions and urged a review of the finished product. Quote, F why don't you watch my film before you judge it? Fury in capital letters. Mm-hmm. So basically, the problem is Sia wrote this movie mm-hmm. f- about an autistic person mm-hmm. from an autistic point of view. Mm-hmm. There's no representation. Um, and then she doubled down when she was, you know, caught on it. She doubled down and said a lot of really hurtful things on true things. There are some great autistic actors, Daryl Hannah. You know, Daryl Hannah, super hot from Splash, is autistic.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is autistic. He was diagnosed in his 70s. That's why he's such a great actor is because he's able to hyper focus. And yeah, there are great autistic actors. Yeah. Th- Jerry Seinfeld is potentially on the spectrum.
3: Yeah, but there's been so many movies other than this one that have portrayed severely autistic adults played by seemingly neurotypical actors. Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Um, what was the one with uh, Rob Williams?
0: Well, Rain Man.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Rain Man. Which I've never Hoffman. seen. Hoffman. Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman played one. Um, there's been a ton of them. So why is it an issue now, I guess? is. Was-
1: I think the issue now, at least that this is my, um, this is my opinion In my opinion, when you know better, you do better. When someone is telling you this is hurtful, you don't get to decide that it doesn't hurt them. So if you're being called out by the community that your film is hurting, you don't get to double down and say, no, what you're experiencing isn't true. So, I mean, in the 90s when they made Rain Man, was there a a public outcry from the autistic community? Mm. If there was, would anyone have listened?
3: Well, there wasn't a platform. I I guess that's what I'm getting at is the differences now. There's social media. There's ways for people to have a voice. Mm Right. And like Gilbert Grape, that was in, what, the early 90s also? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, another great one is uh, The Village, M. Night Shyamalan, the guy who played the one that murdered people.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: that was more recent. There was Twitter then. Yeah but there was no other sister
1: juliet lewis like there's a a lot of instances of um non-disabled actors playing disabled characters and i guess that that is like you know a decent argument is okay well does every you know person who plays a serial killer need to be a serial killer like no that's Mm -hmm. not what we're talking about Mm -hmm. we're talking about like when there is an alternative when there is an autistic actress That could have potentially played the part and you decided to not even try Mm -hmm. because it was easier for you to have this person that you wanted. Mm -hmm. And then to not apologize, to not acknowledge, to just say, well, this is what I want to do and to gaslight people is not okay.
0: I think what it goes back to what we were mentioning earlier when we talked about representation matters. Yeah. You know, we can... People have asked me, there are how many TV shows about autistic young men or boys right now? Mm-hmm. The Good Doctor, Atypical... Mm-hmm. I think another one was... was it, That wasn't Modern Family. It was... Parenthood. Parenthood. Mm-hmm.
1: My, None of those people are autistic.
0: And everybody's like, have you watched that? Have you watched that? Have you watched that? And to be honest with you, no. And one of the reasons that I haven't watched it is because... I know I know our family, like our level of family, our type wouldn't be represented.
1: Right. It's right. like the quirky cute autism. Exactly. Like the- yes. Yeah.
0: And I I think it's great that people want to bring an autistic character into a movie, a play, a book, what have you. Mm-hmm. But I think because it's done so f- infrequently. And I think because it's done in such a way that, um, you know, like not a lot of people know what it means to live with someone who is autistic right. or to live as an autistic person. Like I'm, my son is autistic, but I don't know what it's like to live as an autistic person. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think because there's so little of exposure and representation, I think when it ha- needs to happen, Like, when someone wants to make a Rain Man movie, I think we need to do it with as much dignity and as much respect and as much, um, I don't know, holding it, like, very sacredly. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, listen, if James Cameron is going to spend, like, a billion dollars to go down and look at the Titanic Mm -hmm. just so he can direct a movie about the Titanic... Like, can we not get that same kind of thing happening when you're trying to represent someone with a mental either illness or who's neurodivergent? Like,
1: can we not get that same kind of love? Right. Well, and the thing is, like, disabled, there are disabled actors. Right. You know, the, um, in Breaking Bad, one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. One of the characters has CP cerebral palsy the actor that plays him actually has cerebral palsy right caleb and i are binge watching 911 right now it's amazing so good um <laughs> angela bassett oh, she, she killing is it. gorgeous i know like I, she's 62 years old i know it's oh not, my gosh it's, it's in just... the show she has an eight-year-old and it's believable
0: <laughs> oh my gosh anyway well one of our main one of the main shows that we loved on sci-fi eureka Had a character who, here's what happened to his thing, his story arc. He was autistic, nonverbal, right? He was a young black boy. And the story arc was, they went back in time. This is a sci-fi show and he could suddenly talk Hmm. and he wasn't autistic anymore.
1: Cool. Do you remember that? So we just need a time machine?
0: I guess. I don't know.
1: But like, I loved that
0: show. It didn't occur to me at the time. Right. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's, yes, there was a Rain Man movie Mm -hmm. in which Dustin Hoffman played a severely autistic character. And
1: we're still dealing with the prejudices from that movie today.
0: Absolutely. Because everybody, the first things out of their mouths are, you know, like, what kind of
1: Rain Man kid do you have? Right. I don't. Assuming he's a savant. I don't. Right. That movie has done much more damage for the autistic community than it did good. Right. Exactly. Well,
0: I mean, it had Tom Cruise in it, so there's that. Gross. (laughs) Did you know that he's gross? Yes. What are you looking at me funny for? It was Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. I've never seen the movie. Um, Everything I know about it. There are people, can I share with you? There are people who are getting paid to make a podcast talking about Tom Cruise. I did hear meeting about that. Meeting Tom Cruise. I did. Not meeting just about him. him,
3: but meeting him.
0: What is the deal? I did hear that. Life is not okay right now.
3: I am so done. I'm sorry. When you said Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks... Image popped in my head. So <laughs> no. I'm like, Tom Hanks wasn't in that
0: movie. <laughs> no, there's Tom Hanks is America's dad. Tom Cruise is the creepy uncle. Tom Hanks uh, 100%. 100%. Okay. So, yes. So back to your point, um, a couple of our friends got quoted in an article, a USA Today article about
1: yes. this. Yes. Um, our friends, um, Camilla from Autism the color Uh, of of autism. autism. Mm -hmm. And then our, our other friend, I'm trying to find the Maria, our friend Maria Mm -hmm. from the autism and black podcast that we interviewed. Camille Um,
0: said that you find Maria's stuff. Camille said, I didn't even know where to start. Camille Proctor, executive director and founder of the color of autism foundation. Go follow her by the way, please told USA today. She started her organization in 2009, shortly after her son was diagnosed with autism I don't like the portrayal of the young autistic woman. I feel like Ziegler, the actress, was doing a parody. And the movie depicts music being restrained as a means to calm her down, something the community has condemned. Mm-hmm. Again, what, Which we just talked about. What yeah, and what concerns me about that is how many how many regular folk out there in the world who don't live in the autism community like we do are out there. They don't, they don't even understand what it means. Like when we talk about what it means to have somebody restrained, they don't get it. They don't know. And then you're going to kind of depict that in a movie where maybe you're not treating it with the reverence that it should be treated with, Mm -hmm. like the seriousness it should be treated with. I don't think that's okay again, because it's so rarely experienced by people in real life right like i think when we're going to portray that to a larger audience i mean sia had what like a bajillion followers Mm -hmm. like jewel is on here saying like go go get sia's music from her new movie music
1: yeah i mean this film's been nominated for golden globe (sighs) like it's going to be a big movie that people are going to see and think that this is how it is and it's not right
0: right because the because representation because there was no
1: input from the autistic community Exactly.
0: What did um Maria have to say about it? Did you find her thing on it?
1: Um well, I found something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can only have like so many um things open on my phone at once. Well, that's okay. Tell us what else you found. Um we'll come back to um what Maria said. So, another thing that I found and it's also in the article uh, was a post from The Conscious Kid. Um, who is amazing on Instagram. I love following them. Mm-hmm. And they shared a post from the Dot Autistic Cats. And um, one of the things that's really upsetting about this movie is that it's very stereotypical. Um, you know, in the trailer, Maddie has on her... Um, headphones. Her, head, her noise-canceling headphones, mm-hmm. which is fine. And then she is doing these exaggerated movements. And then she has kind of her teeth, like her top teeth forward.
0: Mm-hmm. An overbite. Yeah. Finn has an overbite.
1: But it's um, it's very, like that, it looks to me like something someone would do if they want to make fun
0: mm-hmm. Mocking. of someone mm-hmm.
1: with a disability.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Um, so this post from the aut- autistic cats... Um, says, I'm watching Sia's movie in order to write a detailed and chronological review so that no one else watches it out of curiosity,
0: <laughs> which gonna, I love. I'm going to have to look that up.
1: <laughs> but for now, I just want the public to see a few things to speak for themselves, starting with this image. And it's an image of music with her teeth out and her headphones on.
0: And her eyes are kind of rolled back. Her eyes are kind of rolled,
1: yeah. Um, the next thing I want the public to see is a clip from the opening scene. And she shares a clip, content warning, strobing lights, overwhelming visuals, caricature of autistic mannerisms. So that was another complaint is there's all these strobes and different things happening in the film, which can cause seizures for people with epilepsy, mm-hmm. um, which is common in autistic people. Mm-hmm. So there was supposed to be a, um, a warning at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. that there may be strobing. And um, this post says that that did not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a still shot of the actress at the beginning of the opening scene. Again, character caricature, you know, trying to portray an autistic person that is not um, correct. <laughs> or, yeah. The next slide. This performance is a caricature of autistic body language. It's unsettling and insincere. And it is deeply reminiscent of the exaggerated mannerisms non-autistic people often employ when bullying autistic and developmentally disabled people for the ways we move.
2: Uh
1: There's absolutely nothing wrong with the ways autistic people move or the ways we make facial expressions. Some of us roll our eyes and put our teeth over our lips as a stim or just because it's comfortable. Uh But we do those things naturally. Maddie Ziegler does not. The fact that Zeigler is not autistic and the fact that her performance is so heavily exaggerated turns the entire movie into one long display of mockery. I know that that, quote, wasn't Sia's intention, end quote, but it doesn't make things any easier to stomach. Two things I want to touch on. The strobing lights and colors in the dance scenes are extremely overstimulating and could cause seizures in people with photosensitive epilepsy, common in autistic people. Mm Mm-hmm. The restraint scenes are still there without a warning, which is something that, actually, we'll get to it. I was under the impression, according to Sia's apology, and accompanying promise that, A, there would be a warning at the beginning of the movie regarding the danger of restraint, or, B, that the restraint scenes will be removed from the film entirely. That isn't true so far. If this thread prevents just five other people from watching the movie, it will have been worth it. Yeah. I know people are curious and I also know it's not my responsibility to bear the burden of watching this film for the community, but I wanted to serve the greater good. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to provide my perspective from as formed a position as possible. And I couldn't do that without actually watching the film.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I'll be writing my review and posting it when it's done. I don't know if this was a good idea. I just wanted to be worth something. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that explains a little bit of why this is a big deal you know the fact that this you know sia was told over and over and over again why these things are problematic mm-hmm. and she made promises and didn't keep them mm-hmm. is not okay
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah there was no dialogue there was nothing is not to- the final
3: cut of the movie though
1: I mean, it's out to the Yeah, stream. the movie's out. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, yeah.
1: I think it came out on Friday, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I know,
3: like, even with, like, the Star Wars movies, they send advanced copies out to people to review them. Yeah. And if the reviews come back negative, mm-hmm. they reshoot or they recut. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I didn't know if no, it had been she, released or not. She did her thing, and it's As far done.
1: as I know, this is the final cut. Yeah.
0: It's done. It's out there.
1: Um... And then, if you go to the um, the dot uh, Autistic Cats page, she has a little highlight bubble about Sia and the movie and why it's problematic there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you'll find a lot of other good information, such as what is ableism and mm-hmm. other things that are good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, really encourage you guys to follow them.
0: And on Instagram, it's the dot Autistic Cats, Autistic, and then ats at the end so Mm a-u-t-i-s-t-i-c-a-t-s yeah we just followed them
1: um and they they do the article in the usa today Mm -hmm. um, does share about this instagram page which is why i wanted to point them out Mm -hmm. um you know so at the end of the day again did we find maria's quote yeah i did okay did you already say it? Sorry. I was um, really focused on being no, mad. No, I
0: did. Camille, and Camille said um, the other thing is the one thing the movie got right was that Hudson's character was a callous relative of an autistic person who is selfish.
1: Mm. So
0: that Camille was not playing when
3: she's like, no You know nope. what, Camille, don't play. Mm-mm. Oh, you mean like all kids do these things? Or, you know, everybody has trouble walking? Or...
0: Oh, you mean like he'll
3: talk when he's five because everybody talks by their five by the time they're five. Yeah, that kind of callousness.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's normalization.
3: I guess is what you called it. Mm
2: -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But Maria, um, a licensed mental health counselor and the CEO and founder of Autism in Black, doesn't think the film had the potential to get anything right. Maria has a child with autism. Her organization is for parents. And she says, um, the movie was filtered through the eyes of someone who was not in the community. And that's one of the biggest issues is when stories are filtered through the eyes of someone who doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, so for someone who doesn't live this life for someone who isn't involved in this, like, I guess, I guess what would be really interesting, like what I would be curious about to have a conversation with Sia and to have a conversation with Maddie is like I would want to understand like where did this come from for you like how, no what was I your, don't need to understand well I'm just curious I mean just to have a a conversation with them like where did this come from what was your inspiration yeah like
1: but even then like as a parent of an autistic person yeah I still don't feel like I could make a movie on what is my son thinking Mm -hmm. or what's going through his head because Mm -hmm. I'm not
0: autistic. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah.
1: Yes. I'm quote unquote in the community, but I'm not autistic. Like I wouldn't feel comfortable. Right. Right. You know, portraying an autistic person. Yeah. It's basically at the end
0: of that article, it says advocates agree it's important stories about the autistic community are told on screen. They just want to be a part of the process yeah yeah absolutely yep
1: <sighs> that's all they're asking for
0: okay a seat
1: at the table how many times have we said that
0: well we will post a link to both those stories um with our notes and now it's time for a new segment take no shit only vitamins yeah
1: <laughs> keith is like oh do i leave that out or do not? I, hope- I don't know what do i do
3: Going forward we're not bleeping anything. Oh about. we're
1: not? <gasps> <gasps> yeah. I have to change Y'all our rating.
0: I have to change our rating. I don't know how <laughs> I do that.
3: You're smart. Okay, I'll figure it out. <laughs>
0: so anyway, of the um of this segment, it's basically just trying to end stuff on a good note. Like I wanna know yeah. if there was anything positive or meaningful. That I had a happened. doctor's
1: appointment on Friday after I cut my finger. And she was <laughs> like I didn't
0: even get the question out. She's like, let me tell you
1: what happened. Whatever. You're the one who wanted to start a podcast with me. I know. And she's like, what are your medications? And I was like, these and these and these. And then all these vitamins. And she's like, oh, and you started taking all these vitamins. And I was like, well, my New Year's resolution was to take no shit, only vitamins. And she like laughed. And then she's like, I'm going to put that on a shirt. And I was like, "You can't. first. You can't. That's got. We're doing that Do first. It and we'll sue you. <laughs> Trademark. TM. <laughs> <laughs> We've got
0: it. <laughs> I don't feel like coughing so much today. Um, yes. Well, that's wonderful. Was there anything else that happened for you or just that? You love that? That was great. That was
1: all. That was all I was going to That's all I want to say.
0: Well, what I want to tell our listeners is if you will please go to our website, which is normalwithautism.com, and you go on the Share the Joy you can write into us and say something wonderful that happened in your week and it could be anything.
1: Yeah. We'll love, we would love that
0: and we will share it, we could potentially share it here on the podcast. So you can email us at normalwithautism@gmail.com autism at gmail.com, or you can go to our website and submit a form at normalwithautism.com. We want to hear about your wonderful moment of taking no shit, only vitamins. We want to hear about a highlight for you of the week um do I have a
1: highlight do you know what, what would be awesome this would be the perfect place to tell people about virtual vitamins if they were a sponsor it but again w- I'm not doing it for free <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay virtual
1: no that's all you have to know if, that's it. I'm not telling you anything
0: else maybe Aaron can help us get to that point maybe okay um I think my highlight of the week was that we're moving the podcast weekly. That's like I'm excited about that. Yeah. I was fearful at first like what am I thinking? But I think it's going to be a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Um so we're all done. Oh, okay. Do you have something else? <laughs> My to happiness say. doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> you told me your happiness is <laughs> like no, you didn't told- she was explaining the t-shirt that she talked about with her doctor.
1: Oh, okay. What's your happiness? Well, I don't have one, but I just wanted the opportunity to decline. <laughs> Okay, are you done? Um no, my happiness is having a new um true crime documentary to watch on Netflix about the Cecil Hotel.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is it's very interesting. I so just started far. it, it I haven't finished good. it yet. Yeah. 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 The
1: story is like fascinating. I've wondered about it for years.
0: It is. It's a really interesting story so far.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to watch some more of it tonight. So
0: our takeaway from today is we need to pay everybody a living wage. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Universal basic income would fix a lot of problems. Universal
0: yeah, basic income?
3: No. It would.
0: Yeah. It really would.
1: I think I need to research have, that more.
0: I think we're going to have to leave that for another time. Anyway, we're all agreed. Pay people a living wage. Everybody.
1: And don't gaslight
0: people. And don't gaslight people. And when if you're you,
1: doing harm and someone tells you they're doing harm, you're doing them. harm.
0: Believe them. And if you're going to do art of both about within an autistic world, maybe listen to the autistic people that are talking to you about that art. Yeah. Especially if you're not autistic.
1: Or be prepared for the
0: consequences. Right. Exactly. All right. That's it. I think we're done for today. Are we
3: good? You're not going to do your outro?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I am. I just wanted to make sure I, I wanted to... Honor Sarah's speaking oh, of her care. speaking of her happiness. Listen, don't forget go to normalwithautism.com dot com. Submit a happy high note of the week, and we'll do it. Possibly, we'll read it in our "Take No Shit Only Vitamins" segment, or you can email us at normalwithautism at gmail dot com, and we will try to share those happy happy moments because we could all use a little more of them right now yeah all right 100%. well as always here's the complexities in our journeys there you go. the joys the sorrows the highs the lows and may those who observe us do so with compassion especially for our amazing kids and freaking include them in the movie that you're making yes thank you that's all i have
2: to say